Hello everyone and welcome to the Artful Athlete podcast episode 65 and today let's chat jaw tension. Plenty of podcasters and members of the wellness community have been encouraging people to look after their jaw and thereby spreading more awareness on jaw tension. And between this, the things I've witnessed and gathered along the way through practice, life and conversation, my current experience of periodontal illness, and some of your feedback, lovely people listening, I thought it would be useful to break down jaw tension and its causes a little bit. Your jaw is made of two parts. The lower jaw, or mandible bone, sitting on top of your neck, carrying your lower teeth and lower lip, shaping the lowest part of your face, your chin, and your upper jaw, carrying your top teeth and connecting the lower jaw to the rest of the face. Both upper and lower jaw are connected mechanically through the temporomandibular joint, which you can feel moving about if you follow the line from the side of your nostril across the cheek all the way to the ear with your fingers. You'll arrive in front of the little triangular cartilage in front of your ears. So if you put your fingers there and then open your mouth, close it. Can you feel it yet? For the mandible bone, aka your lower jaw, to move, there's a few muscles that come into play. And these are some of the strongest in the body, as well as some of the tightest. Because, well, they're used for speaking, maintaining the lower jaw attached to the skull, chewing, which is something we obviously do multiple times a day. These muscles are known as the muscles of mastication. They allow for that lower mandibular to move upwards, downwards, forwards and backwards and go to the side. And all these muscles are connected to the fifth cranial nerve through little branches. That nerve stimulates the muscles with signals sent through these ramifications, these branches. So, to sum it up, you've got a few short muscles that pull the lower jaw into place, connecting it to the upper skull. And these short muscles go through repetitive motions multiple times a day for all things chewing and speaking. They never get to fully rest like some other larger muscle groups. Because, well, because they're not part of a group where the movement can be cheated and accomplished through another path. Does that, does that make sense? But obviously, twists and turns along the way, that's not all. These muscles are triggered every time you clench your jaw. And we do a lot of this nowadays, stress being the number one factor for this. On top of that, think about what you do when you're angry, sad, happy. You go through your emotional range and experience. What happens when you're angry? Perhaps you're trying to seal your mouth shut, biting your tongue, biting your cheeks. What happens when you're sad? Are you trying to hold your tears back to stop your mouth from quivering or opening? What happens when you're happy and laughing out loud? Do you laugh à gorge déployée, as we say in French, with your mouth and throat fully open? Actually, let's stay in that emotional realm. You're angry or stressed. What happens to your neck? What happens to your throat, upper back and your chest? It's something to bear in mind because the end of some of these muscle groups have a connection point 
in or near the area where one of the jaw muscles live and starts. Some go as high as your ears or even the side of your skull. But why else would there be tension in the jaw? Mastication and clenching aside. Have you ever heard of bruxism? It's a condition where people grind or clench their teeth during their sleep. And fun fact, this can lead to other sleeping disorders such as snoring or apnea because constant clenching changes the airflow around the mouth and throat and it closes off certain air channels through which the oxygen would normally travel, making extra snoring sound or blocking the airway. Ain't that wizard? So if you know you grind your teeth, look into relaxing the jaw muscles. Also because teeth grinding increases tension and disrupts that temporomandibular joint. It causes headaches and even jaw fracture and obviously teeth damage in the long run. Teeth, 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 which uh, brings me to my next point. What do you think happens to the jaw when you lose your teeth? And why is it even more important for people who have lost teeth or have no teeth to pay good attention and good care of their jaw and give it all the TLC? Your teeth are held in place in the jawbone through their root. Upper and lower jaw, upper and lower teeth, no difference. Now, because of many a reason, be it disease, decay, trauma, substances, stress, etc., you may lose one or multiple teeth. However, when the tooth or teeth fall off or are removed, it means the root of said teeth is not stimulating the bone anymore. So gradually, because it doesn't have that stimulation, the jawbone loses its natural shape and starts shrinking. It becomes thinner and brittle, making it dangerous because you're at risk of losing more teeth, are exposing yourself to jaw breakage, to tissue damage and, well, to further pain. If left untreated, for example, it could also make it difficult for you in the long run to use dentures as there wouldn't be a foundation strong enough to support them. You'd then have to find alternatives to put the dentures in place as the adhesive wouldn't be enough. Now, can you guess another consequence that not having teeth or tooth loss could have in the realm of jaw tension? We've talked bone loss, and I think you can imagine and connect the dot between the thinning and disintegrating of the bone and the impact it has on the muscles it's attached to. As the bone disintegrates and the immune system kicks in, it sends more pain signals using the neural branches we talked about through these muscles. These short, strong and tight muscles, already full of tension from all that chewing and talking. These neural signals increase the level of tension. It's a constant electric current running through a congested or inflamed area, if you will, on top of breaking, disappearing bone, making it a truly horrendous experience. What else does this cause? Well, the answer is facial changes. Your chin, your lips, your cheeks will be altered too. Some of the tissues start to sag and sink to lose their shape. And even if they're technically not heavy body parts, the weight of it pulling downwards adds another layer of tension. A more passive one, yes, but another layer of tension nonetheless. How can you expect to feel good, to speak freely with ease, to rest when so many intricate layers 
are feeding that tension. Do you see why it's important to give our jaw the care it needs? It goes beyond enunciation and expression at this point. The goal is to relieve tension and prevent pain. If you're interested, I have a little jaw release massage routine, which I posted on Instagram, I think about this time last year. I've put the link in the episode description. My Instagram, as usual, at the Artful Athlete or at Sigo VSCH. Uh, all links are in the description. I'm also exploring a few other techniques in order to release jaw pain and to relieve ourselves from this tension and crippling pain. Because ultimately, this has an impact on your skull as well, and the tension in the jaw spreads. And then it just gives you migraines and headaches on top of the bone pain, on top of the muscle pain. And it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And we don't want that. So I'm exploring different things. And I'll share with you very soon. As always, thank you for tuning in to the Artful Athlete podcast. And I'll catch you in November for more episodes. Speak to you soon.